This is News Talk. I'm sure you all know what's on the front pages of the papers. I'll run you through them anyway. The Irish Daily Mirror goes with Air We Go. The Irish Daily Star goes with Joe Brawley. The actual Joe Brawley might be thrilled uh, to be on the front page of the paper with that headline, but they're linking the president uh, of the US president's visit to Ireland and this kind of chronic weather that we're having at the moment, wet, wild and windy. But I presume if you're an American coming to Ireland, uh, you probably expect that when you touch down. Uh, the Irish Independent goes with Biden touches down with pledge of cash to end Brexit standoff. The Irish Times goes with Biden to stress benefits of Belfast agreement in keynote address. He's photographed on the front of the Irish Times with Rishi Sunak last night at Belfast Airport and then the Irish Examiner on the front page. The photograph is of the US President Joe Biden stepping off the plane Obviously, the plane being Air Force One. And right behind him is uh, Joe Kennedy, who's US Special Envoy for Northern Ireland, who looks exactly the same as all the other Kennedys. You certainly couldn't confuse him for anyone else, but that's the photograph on the front of the examiner and the headline, Biden begins historic Ireland visit. US President Joe Biden touched down in Ireland on a visit he says is aimed at ensuring that peace on the island holds, landing in Belfast last night, and he's going to make his speech at Ulster University today. The schedule isn't flat out, in fairness. He's not doing an awful lot in Northern Ireland, just going to Ulster University, making the speech before he heads to Louth, but he has already said that he wants to make sure the Irish Accords and the Windsor Agreement stay in place, keep the peace. That is the main thing. I was listening to, and if you're interested in the visit of Joe Biden to Ireland, News Talk's political correspondent Sean Defoe has his podcast every week, Let Me Explain, and you can get that on the News Talk app. But I was listening to that on the drive-in, and he sort of has all the facts and figures and everything that happens uh, when a US president travels abroad. So it's €180,000 a minute to run Air Force One, sorry, not an hour, I should say, €180,000 an hour to fly Air Force One. So for the six hours, that short enough trip from Washington to Belfast, it will have cost one million quid just to fly the plane. It is uh, incredible. An awful lot of effort goes into it. The disappointing thing was seeing that the car, the beast, kind of blocked our view last night. I don't know if you're watching the nine o'clock news, but our view was kind of blocked of him meeting Rishi Sunak and some of the other dignitaries because uh, the beast was in the way. There are some photographs, though, from inside, from... uh, without the beast blocking the view. And I hadn't been in Dublin since, um, obviously, the Garda operation swung into place. But just amazing going along past the Coombe, no parking allowed anywhere along the street there. I think that's Cork Street, isn't it? Uh, And all the bins sealed. So don't know what we're going to do with all our litter for the next few days in Dublin. No such uh, issue in Belfast, though the bins remain open there. Anyway, lots of coverage in the papers about Joe Biden's visit. We'll have a lot more on News Talk Breakfast and uh, my colleagues Sean Defoe and Barry White are going to be at all of the engagements that the US President will be at on his three-day visit. The other big story in the front of the Irish Examiner is about Compo Culture, and they're looking at Cork County Council, which has paid out more than €5.6 million Euro in Compo for injuries sustained on footpaths. And that figure is just over the past four years alone. 233 claims made about footpaths, people getting 
being injured on them. Uh, those claims made between 2019 and 2022. And the amount paid was at 1.8 million euro in 2019 alone. Sean Sherlock, the Labour TD who got the figures, said that the sums were extraordinary and local authorities had to refocus on the safety of footpaths. So there's a lot of compensation out there. That's just in one local authority. Um, now, obviously, the papers, too, continuing their coverage of the horrific crash in Galway. And I, I saw the principal of the school on the news last night appealing to people online to stop speculating about what happened. The comments aren't helpful. The front of the mail fears that online dare led to crash that killed teenagers. And then the front of the Irish Sun taken away too young. And they have a photograph of the two teenagers who died in the crash on Easter Monday, Lucas Joyce and Kirsty Bone, both aged 14, killed when the vehicle they were in with two friends hit a tree outside Hedford in Galway. And uh, I know Minister Jack Chambers was saying it shocked the nation. And he's right, it really, really has. And the photograph on the front of the sun is of a floral tribute left at the spot where the crash happened. So that's on the front of some of the papers as well. A couple of insurance stories doing the rounds. One is in the mail. Um, and this is the news that maybe you're not going to be covered if, God forbid, your home goes on fire or something like that. The mail says around half a million homeowners have gotten a letter from their insurer warning that their property could be underinsured because of spiralling building costs. So half a million get the letter. Just 6% of them, though, have increased the sum to the correct rebuilding cost in the event of a disaster like a fire or flooding. So essentially... If you're lucky enough to own a home, you will have gotten it insured. Some people, though, not factoring in the rising cost of inflation. Uh, obviously, the war in Ukraine has led to an increase in um, some of the building materials, the cost of those. And essentially, God forbid, if your house were to be flooded or go on fire, you wouldn't have enough money in your insurance to rebuild the home. Most people haven't yet received a letter from their insurer. That's according to a survey by Aviva. More than 1 in 10 have received the letter and plan to act. Fewer than 1 in 10 don't plan to act. And some 16% have already increased the sum uh, insured to varying degrees. So just something for you to consider if worst case scenario were to happen. The other insurance story is in the Irish Independent. We have another example of how really we're losing out in this country because of the cost of insurance. Ireland's tourism and arts sectors, according to the Indo, have been dealt a huge blow because the world's biggest juggling convention, which was due to happen here, has now been pulled because of issues securing insurance cover. The European Juggling Convention, which showcases some of the top performers from across the world, was due to be held in the summer in Meath. However, it's now been confirmed the event will not take place in Ireland. Uh, and it's a big deal because last time we did the juggling here was in 2014. It attracted more than 2,000 participants to Cork and generated about 5 million quid for the local economy. Fulcher Ireland saying it's disappointed that the event won't be taking place uh, and essentially they're blaming insurance cover, trying to get insurance for juggling. Um, now, I don't know how dangerous juggling is, but maybe it's classed as sort of an adventurous thing and that's why they're struggling to get insurance. So that's in the Irish Independent. A couple of final stories for you. One from The Sun, you'll all be aware 
of uh, the drama earlier this year about throuples when we had David Hay and Una Healy and uh, I, I think their girlfriend, you'd call her, Sean Osborne. Anyway, they're all in the throuple. That's now over. Uh, but it uh, kind of set the world on fire in January. Um, but now Channel 4, according to The Sun, is creating a dating show to rival Love Island, inspired by Una Healy, David Hayes' throuple there. A TV insider says, whereas uh, Love Island is all about coupling up to win, this show will actively encourage contestants to have more than one partner. And I suppose some people would say that they'd make a TV show about anything these days. The show is going to air this autumn, if you're interested in that. And finally, from the mail, uh, we heard last week, I think it was, that tea breaks in work do nothing for you because they don't make you any less tired. They don't make you any more efficient. And really, there's no need for a tea break. If you're taking a tea break to kind of uh, energise yourself to go back working away, well, there is one benefit of a tea break, according to the Mail, because there are calls to introduce the tea and biscuit break, as research reveals that a third of workers don't know the names of their colleagues. A study involving 4,000 staff found 70% take less than 15 minutes of break every day besides lunch and some are too busy to take any break at all. More than three quarters uh, say that they felt their work performance was impaired through a lack of respite. One third said they didn't know the names of their colleagues in their immediate office. Uh, I think probably this is also to do with remote working. If you're only in for a day or two a week and then you weren't in for a while over COVID, you mightn't be sure of someone's name. Apparently 18 to 24 year olds faring the worst. They don't know people's names. So now they're saying, according to this survey, you should bring back the tea break so people can get to talk to each other. I will say I see emails that come in in this company and I I'm sure I know their faces. I certainly, when I see the name, I'm not sure. And we're quite good at having social events and getting people to mix. But it is that thing as well. If you're working with someone for a while, kind of a bit awkward uh, to ask them their name. It's like going on a first date with someone. Unless you remember it straight away, it gets a bit tricky to say, sorry, by the way, what is your name? But maybe the tea break is the uh, solution to that. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.